Welcome to the Marketing Millennials, the no BS marketing podcast. I'm Daniel Murray, and join me for unfiltered conversations with the brains behind marketing's coolest companies. The one request I tell our guests, stories or it didn't happen. Get ready to turn the f*** up. I think most marketers just get stuck in creating different ads and trying to increase OS, but most of the conversion happens post-click. Although your ad does the most of the lifting by letting them click, but I think most of the conversion happened post-click, which means which is your landing page, which is your email. Awesome. Excited for this podcast. We're going to talk about message market fit. This is going to be awesome. I have a special guest with me today. I want to first go in. Just give a background on who you are and how did you get into Facebook and learn about this topic? So I started as a salesperson. The first five years I've done direct sales, did B2B sales. From there, became founder three times, two times failed, one time OK startup, third time became a head of growth and then became head of growth for a lot of companies in B2B and then B2C. And then I realized that I don't want to be a manager. I just want to be an IC. Most people want to be manager. I just want to be IC and like do a good job. I love executing stuff. And so I'm still a generalist marketer, but with a specialty in paid marketing, especially paid social. And this is something that gives me all the time dopamine hit. So I helped a couple of businesses at the head of growth from zero to, to five million, then in three to like 20 million. But then I realized paid marketing is my jam. Since then, I've just like since two years, three years, I've moved to B2C. And uh, I just love doing paid social for multiple brands. One of the topics we were talking about before the show, and we messaged back and forth about, is message market fit. Could you explain what message market fit is? And then we'll go into how to tactically implement it. There are two stages, especially the startup, right? There are two stages that are very critical. One is where the validation is happening. Like, okay, you have a product idea, and you know some people like it, but how do you frame it to them in early stages? And the other stage is like, okay, we have reached product market fit. We have some customers, but we're still not getting that amount of sales that need. And this, that, that's the point that comes in, in your life cycle stage of a company where you're like, oh, we have a product market fit, but we are still not resonating with our audience deeply. So what do we do, right? So this is something I learned from my friend Daphne Tideman. She came to my podcast and now she has a course about it as well. Basically, it's about showing different messages instead of of, of your landing pages, doing A-B testing, wait for a week, A-B testing, wait for a week. You run all the messages on a channel where your audience resonates the, the best. And what you do is you figure it out from which message actually is, is your value prop, from which message is actually hitting the right persona, which message is actually getting resonated where people are actually converting, not just liking the post or clicking on it. And uh, once you figure it out, you drill down into further the, the angles, the value prop, the benefits, and then you can put it on your website and then you will see increase in conversion. So I just heard about it in my podcast in growth marketing stories and I just applied it. And I am totally in love with this idea because this can apply to early stage and a mid-stage company as well. To further go deeper, I'll explain you how it works. I'll give you an example of a startup that I'm currently working. So I'm working with an early stage startup that is in B2C education in a very small country called Singapore. 
they are a vitamin. They are not a painkiller. The vitamin is basically like they are help with they help kids think critically and solve problems through games, and that was their product. They are teaching to a market. They are creating a new category, and they want to know like, okay, what message resonates? Is it the problem solving that resonates? Is it critical thinking that resonates? Is it the ability to have fun in a game while learning something is is resonating? So like three, these three angles that are like really. And these are all value probably because they're skills that parents want to teach to their kids, but this school is not doing a good job about. So what I did, I actually created a lot of different headlines based on those problem solving, critical thinking, and just having fun. And then there was fourth angle that I added was like because it's still a game in kids area, you can you play a game like Minecraft and Roblox. Some of them are still addicting games. And that was another angle. You know, it's like a productive screen time, not like a addicting screen time. And I tested all of the angles. And what you do is you pick the headlines in Facebook ad. We go in there because my channel was Facebook ad because that specific product is going to resonate the most on Facebook because they, they, their audience come from there. And I was working for a similar company previously. So I knew that Facebook ad is the way to go. And it's the easiest way to test message uh, and value props. So what I did was I created a lot of headlines. In Facebook ad, you can actually have minimum 10 different images or videos. And you test which one gets the most spent. And the one which gets the most spent is the mo getting the most clicks and the most amount of budget as well. So like the, the most attention from Facebook and the, this is, that is resonating with people. So I added all of them, all of the messages, and then I... Which, whichever first two had the most spent, I made a next ad set about it, about just two of those. And I could figure out on Facebook, okay, which one is getting higher click-through rate, which one is getting higher conversion, and then use that messaging on our homepage as well as on our benefits section as well. And it turns out people uh, were in Singapore, especially really were interested in a productive time for kids that is against an enemy, which is Minecraft and Roblox. And that's how I found out that message resonated with that particular audience in that particular country with this experiment. I could The best part is I could figure out this in two weeks. Sometimes, especially when I was in B2B, it used to take like 18 months for us to figure out what exactly are we and how are we going to position ourselves. And sometimes you don't have budget to hire somebody too expensive or even when you run those templates by yourself, like April done for templates, you still can't figure out that one thing that really resonates because you don't know, right? Uh, what actually resonates. You talk to customers, you still don't know which one is actually the most resonating that you did put it on. And so this was a simple template, run different ads on dynamic. Then once you figure out which one runs, run into ad sets that are like, the ad that most resonated and then once those are converting really well then you put it on your website into benefits and then sprinkle onto your website by communicating one single idea and the one single idea was productive time for kids instead of playing minecraft and roblox what i found is really interesting about this is two parts one i think a lot of people think of Paid is an avenue just to make sales. Another thing that paid could do, and the way I think about paid distribution is 
automatic distribution to your target audience. So getting in front of your target audience instead of where organic could be a crapshoot, you could put a post out and you don't know who, who's seeing it. This could be exactly what your target audience wants. Lots of people don't think about paid as a way to, hey, let's take a small budget, test messaging, see what resonates the most, and then use this for our, our messaging on a website and figure out what messaging resonates. It's also interesting too that I've I was thinking about it as I was listening to the All In podcast and media does this all the time with articles. They they split test headlines with paid and whatever one starts getting the most clicks, they blast that one and publish it li live on their, their website. So I think this is a really cool approach. In the automatic ads that you run, in organic, the biggest problem is that when you, when you post organically, you don't even you can't even decide which country you're choosing, right? So, for example, you post something, then you can't choose which country you're choosing. And paid, you get like a country, a state, a city, a gender, and a, a household income, a zip code. So some of them are going to go away, or some countries, but in general, like you can really drill down into a specific audience and then just focus on the message and whoever resonates. So I think paid gives you more control, regardless of the states. Paid gives you this ability to test iterate faster to a specific audience in organic you're just waiting dear god hope this somebody clicks on my search search query and even if they click on the search query you don't know if they are the right audience for you because they've just clicked on it because they were interested in the article but not interested in your person the word that i was mistaking in my head is guaranteed distribution to your target audience which organic can't do that's why i love paid is people think of you could use paid for a lot of different things, message testing, growth, all this stuff, but it's just getting your content or your message or education to your audience, the audience that you want at the right time, at the moment that they want it, uh, where organic's super hard to do that. One question I want to go into as well is, what are some things you were surprised to learn about testing message market fit? The one thing that I learned about paid media is it quickly humbles you. And you think you're a genius once you figured out like a couple of ad formats. So I really thought that the Minecraft and Roblox will not work. And, uh, you know, I worked with a similar company where people were more interested in critical thinking and problem solving. And what I learned over the period of time was that people care about like, how can I get away my kid from playing this addicting game rather than, hey, how can I make my kid more smart. And so that was one key learning that was like, okay, it made me humble. Okay. Whatever I think about ad, I should not have any judgment. So that's like one thing that let the market decide. But the second thing that I can tell you about message market fit that I really found interesting was that when you do paid ads the right way and you figure out the right message market fit, it actually gives conversion rates really high. Okay. Once you put everything, whatever you learned on your landing page, it immediately resonates and that was like, okay, so I just don't have to figure out an angle and keep running ads on there, but I can actually sprinkle it on. Message market fit can also be figured out by talking to customers. So there was this um, case study client of mine, which was a very unsuccessful case study. I came in, I did not know what to do. Like I did not know what were the value props, the review was testing one and it didn't resonate with me. Like is it, is, it was not giving me anything. So I took customers interviews. 
there were two unique cases that I found out from that talking with customer who was in coding space that my customers were usually people who are non-white background. And the second thing that I found out was that all of the customers' kids were, it had ADHD or Asperger's syndrome or autistic, autism syndrome, basically. Or just, they were autistic, actually. And after doing the user research and I, when I ran the ads and I figured out that like, just by talking to customers, you can unlock a lot of things. And I ran so many different ads that I already knew that are going to work. You know, I ran DGC ads, I ran a founder-led ads, I ran a single image that pops ads. Like I won the formats that I always try and test. But when I did the customer interview and I tried to connect all the pieces and figure out that positioning by talking to customers and ran those formats on these message testing made me realize that like, oh my God, I'm sitting on a gold mine by just figuring out a positioning of a company that they could not figure out for the last nine years. One thing that paid does is you get more people in the funnel. And then two, how great you convert it, convert the funnel that all the re- existing people that are already in the funnel. A lot of people think of the first part with paid, which we talked about, but you said it's something interesting about conversions, which made me think, okay, if you ran a test to uplift a conversion rate by 1% or 2% of a landing page or home page, how much impact did, if you spent $1,000 and you left it at 1%, how much impact on funnel would that do? I think a lot of people don't think about that like that. I think they think, what is the ROAS or what is the CAC? Or they don't think about it as, if I do run some ads and we change messaging and the messaging had a one, two percent uplift in traffic, we just made X amount of money from that conversion rate. I think most marketers just get stuck in creating different ads and trying to increase ROAS, but most of the conversion happens post click. Although your ad does the most of the lifting by letting them click, but I think most of the conversion happened post click, which means which is your landing page, which is your email. So I was just looking at one of the Twitter threads and the guy said, like, my mom did like very hard. My mom was doing research and I told her about the product. She did all the research outside of the landing page and then she came to the page and then she converted, right? So it's all about post-click and outside of the click conversion optimization that you don't even think about. Like, so for example, right now I'm working with my client and trying to like increase the trust pilot you know how in B2B we have G2 reviews and all that, but Trustpilot reviews is not that. It's not about like coming number one. It's not about like when the user searches for us, are there enough people talking about us outside? Are we the high product that everybody wants to buy outside of paid ads? And that is my recent learning is that, okay, next time when I'm picking another client, I'm going to see that how high the product is outside of paid ads. And if this is working to choose a client that is actually saying, okay, you know, I'm getting customers left and right. I still want to put fire on the gas. How can I do? The main purpose of paid an ad is to sell the click. That's what you're trying to sell. Then the landing page or whatever else is to do the next job of getting them to get to the checkout button, sell the next click. And then the checkout form is optimized to get the sale. People think of it as like, oh, the ad's going to make the sale. The ad is just so you can get them on your site or get them to that place where they are discovering your product to be able to sell the next click that you have on your page. What is a marketing hill you would die on? 
I would say like without this research, you don't have a product. You don't have a like if you don't use a research, please stop talking. Like user research is the critical to everything. Although like it's pretty done and dusted and there are so many templates out there. But when you actually dive deeper into like talking to customers, I think most marketers lose at that point. They have like a standard questions. They're trying to ask like, hey, these are like five, six questions that I need to ask. Instead of really asking why and really asking why. Like if customer says, hey, I left this alternative. So why did you really leave alternative? And so what was not working with other alternatives that you were trying. So like, it's all about diving deeper into it. And I think user research is still my talking to customers and talking to customer as if like you're, you're a reporter, like making a story rather than you're like marketer is like the best mental model I can give you. Like why this is a hill I'm going to have. I would actually go even one step further. I think most marketers don't even talk to customers. And then the second problem is that when they get to talk to customers, they don't even know how to talk to customers. Because I think I've known a lot of marketers that are just so busy, they're just making up assumptions on what their users are. I've been with paid marketers or head of marketing and they say, oh, I think my audi our audience will like this, let's do it. Instead of taking time to just go ask or do some research to make sure like, this is assumption is true or false. They waste a bunch of budget just testing an assumption that might be totally false about a feature, about an ad, about anything. So it's, I, I love that insight. I think one, if you don't do it, you're screwed. Two, a lot of people are just like getting lucky with assumptions that they're making. So I would not say most market, but I say most agencies actually. So I, I'm also down, I'm happy to down that hill as well. Like I think most agencies don't do that job. Like most agencies are like, they have their format, they have their way of doing it. They ask you a lot of questions and they say, okay, let's get it done. So the reason I'm not an agency, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a consultant is because I feel like I really want to live, breathe customers, my hero, a product really well to create those ads and insight that are really going to resonate with my audience. And it's just not like, oh, we are increasing progress, but it's like, I want to create an everlasting customer. And that is just by doing the work as somebody internal would do. So I feel like agencies, marketers, especially don't do that. And that's where I always win because I'm like, okay, you know, like they just want to treat you as like, they have like 50 accounts or 25 accounts and they just going to do it for you. And they will, they have a process. Sure, they have some winning formats. It will work out. But I will understand the customer the best. And I will understand the product the best. I will find the use cases the best. And that's that's the unique selling point that I bring in. And not only me, the most internal, most consultant who act as internal rather than. I just think like most marketers are too busy managing the team rather than getting to know the customers really well. I haven't met many marketers who say, I, I jump on a call with my customers every week. I've not met enough marketers who would say it. And I'm like, really? Like, you don't talk to good customers. Like, How do you, like, get more insight? Oh, because it's after seven interview, it's just the same thing. Because you're asking your standard questions, right? And so that's what I believe in. Last question I have for you is, if the marketer came to you and asked you for advice, a young marketer, what is some advice, piece of advice you give them that they'll come back five or two years later and thank you for? Great marketing starts with great positioning. 
there is demand for every product. There are people who are ready to buy products. You just have to find the right angle and the positioning that gets bought. And I, in my early days of marketing, I did not think about that at all. I am like, okay, here's a product, here's a benefit, here's a value prop. Let's just put it together into landing page. Let's see how it goes. Figuring out that unique positioning, figuring out that subcategory. So I know like we are huge fan of Christopher Lockhead and category creation and all that. But I feel like creating a subcategory, which is unique positioning, is something that I wish I would have done more early in my career. And that's what I would recommend. Like, hey, get to know your customers, get to know the angle that your customers are loving you for. And like really like double down on that. So that's like one thing. The other thing I would tell to marketers, and this is something I've learned over the period of time. I think at some point, your company will stop loving you. So you will need to have a side hustle. Because the side hustle is your online portfolio that will keep paying dividends over the period of, period of time. The, um, Alex Hormonzi, this famous uh, guy who has built 100 million business, he says, you should not invest in SMP 500. You should invest in SME 500 which is basically you yourself invest in yourself. And regardless of whatever curiosity, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be marketing. It can be like, you know, talking about hiking, talking about mountain climbing, whatever. And you just make that hobby in a way that can actually pay you something in return. And that builds a portfolio for you. So I learned it from Dave Gayhart, uh when I first, like, you know, like you need to start a podcast and start a podcast. Show sides of podcasts and like it was also marketing podcast, but I learned the value side as well. I built my my portfolio online that not many marketers are building at the moment. And even if you can't do anything, just sharing your learning on the internet and sharing what you've been learning and your unique insight that not many people know about. It's not a, a book summary that you're doing. It's not like repurposing the same code by an influencer and writing as yours. It's about like what is you bringing to the table? What is you? What is something you learned that? not many people know and like that thing building a side hustle is like I wish somebody would have told me like uh, I should have started a project earlier you know like that's what I feel and then the last question is where can people find you I have a lot of avenues if you like learning about paid social then you should definitely just find me on Twitter or LinkedIn I have this new server called the performers um, you can find find it on blog.performers.io if you are a paid marketer and if you ever feel stuck in your paid marketing skills and you want to level up by learning from other experiments, I have the mastermind called the Performers.io where you can find me and like hang out with all of us. Well, thank you so much for joining. This has been awesome and I appreciate your insights. Cheers, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in next week to hear more great insights from marketing's coolest operators. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Marketing Millennials podcast and giving it a five-star rating. It helps bring more marketers into our community.